peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good Turning, headed to the book of Genesis, chapter 44. Let's get right into this. All right. Verse one. And he commanded the steward of his house, saying, fill the men's sacks with food as much as they can carry and put every man's money in his sack's mouth. I was, as I was reading this, I was thinking to myself, at some point, the brothers have to be thinking to themselves, we deserve judgment. They all know what they did to Joseph, selling him into slavery, or not selling him into slavery, throwing him in a pit with the plan of selling him into slavery. When they got back to the pit, he was gone, already sold. They have no idea what happened to him. But they had every intention on doing that. They listened to him plead and beg. And they were cold hearted. They didn't care. They were going to do what they were going to do, regardless of however much he pleaded. So he sold into slavery. They defraud their father, really. Deprive him of a son. Right? So. So many commandments they broke in doing all of this. What do they deserve? They deserve judgment. But what they're getting is abundant mercy. This has to be going through their mind. It has to be. And you know it is because every time something happens that goes sideways, immediately they're like, oh man, what's going on? Why is God doing this? Which is crazy. They're asking themselves, why is God bringing x y or z upon us it's like you know what you did anyway verse two and put my cup the silver cup in the sack's mouth of the youngest and his corn and his corn money and he did according to the word that joseph had spoken now, there's, there's special attention Joseph is giving to the youngest for obvious reasons, right? Like, these are all brothers, but they, don't, they all have the same father, but they don't all have the same mother. But Joseph and Benjamin have the same mother, who is Rachel. So I'm sure there's, there's probably some, some kind of special connection, right, with, with Joseph and Benjamin, Verse three, as soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away. Um, they and their asses. All right. So now it's, it's time for them to bounce. And when they were gone out of the city and and not yet far off, Joseph said unto his steward up, follow after the men. 
And when thou dost overtake them, say unto them, Wherefore have ye rewarded evil for good? Now I stopped here and I asked myself, and I can't explain it. I'm being honest with you. I can't explain it. And I don't know why. But I thought to myself, why is Joseph toying with them? Why is he toying with them? Is he getting some enjoyment out of this? Is, is there some other reason for why he's doing things in this way? Why didn't he just reveal himself? Why is he going through all of these, all of these pains? And I don't know. I don't know. It, it could be that he's kind of getting a little bit of enjoyment out of it. His brothers did do him wrong and defraud him. Clearly, he cares for his brothers. He loves his brothers. He cried for him. He wept for them, which is nuts. It's insane. Right. When you look at how they did them. But I don't know. I cannot explain why he's toying with them like this. Um, I'm going to go verse five through verse nine. Is not this uh, it in which my Lord drinketh and whereby indeed he divineth? Ye have done evil in so doing. And he overtook them and he spake unto them these same words and they said unto him wherefore saith my lord these words god forbid that thy servants should do according to this thing behold the money which we found in our sack's mouth we brought again unto thee out of the land of canaan how then should we steal out of thy Lord's house, silver or gold and whomsoever this is where insert foot in mouth with whomsoever thy servant, it be found both let him die. And we also, uh, and we also will be my Lord's bondmen speaking before you actually know what is going on. And this is definitely a foot in mouth moment right here. They should have just kept their mouth shut and, and tried to see, you know, what was going on. All right. Verse 10 and uh, verse 12. And he said, now also let it be according unto your words. He with whom it is found shall be my servant. And shall be, and ye shall be blameless. Then they speedily took down every man his sack to the ground and opened every man his sack. So they are 100% sure, yo, we ain't do this. We good. We getting ready to get up out of here. Little do they know. And he searched and began at the eldest and left at the youngest and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. Now, you know, at this point, at this point right here, I would imagine Judah is sick. He promised, he promised Israel, we will bring the child back. Don't worry, we got you. Yeah, at this point, they probably they're probably falling apart emotionally at this point. 
And again, I don't know what the reason is why Joseph is toying with them like this. Verse 13, then they rent their clothes and laid it every man his ass and return to the city. And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house for he was yet there and they fell before him on the ground. And Joseph said unto them, what deed is this that ye have done? What ye not that such a man as I can certainly divine. And Judah said, what shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servant, both we and he also with whom the cup is found. Here's what's funny about everything that, that has transpired that, that has happened with, with um, these brothers so far beforehand and, and moving all the way forward up to uh, 44, uh, chapter 44, verse 16, right here that we see. They've been doing all kinds of things and getting away with it. They've been doing all kinds of things and getting away with it. Doing things behind their father's back, being deceptive, throwing Joseph in a pit, not telling their father exactly what happened, lying to him about what happened. And here it is. They're in a situation where they are completely exposed. Now, granted, Joseph is toying with them. But I, I think what's happening to these brothers is they're they're in probably the most vulnerable position that they have ever been in in their entire lives. Vulnerable, exposed, all of their character flaws out in the open before Joseph. Now, they don't notice is Joseph. So they this is this is why I say Joseph in many ways is a foreshadowing, a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. He knows everything about them. They're fully exposed. He knows exactly who they are. He he knows all of their faults. And they're, they're everything, everything about them is out in the open and they can't hide. They sold him out, but yet Joseph is not laying that to their charge. He's, he's actually having mercy and blessing him. Now, again, why he is toying with them like this, I have no idea. I cannot explain that. And I, I, I've been looking back and kind of looking through some verses and trying to figure out like what, what would have been the cause of this? I'm sure there's some very smart theologian out there that has the answer to that, but I will be completely honest and transparent with you. When I tell you I do not have the answer, I do not know why Joseph is toying with his brothers in this way. And here's something else I thought about. And all of the people that you see mentioned in the New Testament as far as, you know, great men of the faith and men that were cited, you don't really see a huge focus on Joseph. Even I'll be honest with you, even even throughout my life as a believer, I hear things about Joseph, like in passing, people might say something, reference Joseph, but people normally talk about David, 
people no, normally talk about Abraham, right? Uh, Isaac, Jacob. You don't really hear many people reference, referencing Joseph like that. Now, maybe, maybe you have, maybe you've listened to some things I haven't heard. I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. That doesn't make my personal experience the rule. But out of all, out of all of the people I have read about in the Old Testament, especially, namely in the book of Genesis, you you find Enoch, who is translated right. You, I'd say, I'd say the people that stand out to me at this moment, Noah stands out. And Noah has his faults too, but he stands out. Enoch definitely stands out. He was translated, didn't even see death. But Joseph, Joseph really stands out to me. Because yeah, you 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 can look at different things he's done and you can find some fault, right? Like again, I brought up before, marrying the, the, the daughter of the priest of An. Ah, I'm going to say that that was a misstep. He should have turned Pharaoh down in that regard. And I think he was in a position where he could have told Pharaoh, hey, look, uh, the God I worship, this is a no go. I can't do this. So I, I believe that that is something you can point to and, and say, yeah, there, there's fault right here. This is something that shouldn't have been done. But realistically speaking, right, like looking at the totality of Joseph's life, yo, this dude is different. He's different from all his brothers. He's different from his father. He's different from his grandfather and he's different from his great grandfather. He is a completely different breed from the rest of them. But why is Joseph toying with his brothers? Why not just come out right out the gate and tell them who he is? Say, hey, go get go get pops. Bring him. I want to see him. I haven't seen him in years, but he doesn't do that. He keeps this back and forth. I don't know. Maybe this was the only God and his sovereignty working this out because this was the only way we could kind of see different things about Joseph. That is a foreshadowing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But the one thing I do know is, boy, his brothers are pressed right now. They have no idea what's going on. They are super nervous and and. In their minds, the world is probably about to end, but little do they know God is getting ready to bless them beyond their wildest dreams and they don't deserve it. I put myself in that exact same category many times in my life. Even now, God has blessed and does bless me beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm not just talking monetarily and I don't deserve any of it. What I deserve is the opposite of what I actually get. And I'm very thankful to God for that. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.